This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Star Diary, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. You can subscribe to the print edition of the magazine by visiting skyatnightmagazine.com or to our digital edition by visiting iTunes or Google Play. Greetings listeners and welcome to Star Diary, a weekly guide to the best things to see in the Northern Hemisphere's night sky. As we're based here in the UK, all times are in GMT. In this episode, we'll be covering the coming week from the 28th of November to the 4th of December. I'm Ezzy Pearson, the magazine's features editor, and I'm joined on the podcast today by Reviews editor Paul Manny. Hello, Paul. Hello there, Ezzy. Another week again. Absolutely. So what are your recommendations for this week's stargazing? Well, you'll be really pleased for the first week we're in the evening sky. <laughs> no, no silly early mornings for us at the moment sort of thing. So uh, that's nice and convenient, isn't it? <laughs> Always good to have a nice evening sky. Exactly. And that's pretty much all week with our event. So, you know, we've got a nice evening. It's because of the moon, as always. It's the moon. It's in the evening sky at the moment. We start, as you say, with November the 28th and 29th. And what you want to be doing is looking towards the south at around about five in the evening, sort of thing. So 5 p.m. And uh, the thick crescent moon and on the uh, 28th, it'll actually be the lower right of Saturn. So it's a good guide to Saturn. Saturn's in Capricornus at the moment. And then the next evening, it'll be to the lower left of the ringed planet. So, you know, it's a good guide to Saturn. It's interesting also to watch Saturn over the coming weeks because it will be drifting back towards what you might say the left. 
sort of thing for for common mm. terms sort of when you look at the sky because uh, when it moves to the right it's in retrograde motion when it moves to the left it's actually in normal prograde re- uh, motion so uh, let's keep an eye on saturn as well because it will be moving past two stars as we get towards the end of the month so that's something mm. to look forward to but at the moment this week as i say we've got the crescent moon moving up through capricornus as i say to the right of saturn on the 28th and to the left of saturn on the 29th Okay, so after that, then uh, the next evening, we're actually at the first quarter moon on the 30th, and it'll lie quite close to Tau Aquarii. I always like it when the moon's next to a bright star, because, you know, you probably don't notice some of these stars until something draws your attention to it. So the first quarter moon will lie next to Tau Tauri on the evening, uh, whilst nearby, we also still have minor planet Vesta. Now, it's magnitude seven and a half, so it does require binoculars. But what you'll find is gradually it's getting in lower and lower down towards the sort of that southwestern horizon. We will lose it by the end of the month, but we've also got the moon. So, of course, with the first quarter moon, it's quite bright. So there will be a fair amount of light, but, you know, magnitude 7.5, it's not too bad at all. So uh, you should be able to pick up Vesta still with the pair of binoculars. Now, the next evening, December the 1st, yeah, oh, we're nearly mm. heading towards Christmas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, we've got nice dark night sort of thing, Christmas sort of thing. My worry about when we get to Christmas, so I know we're getting close to the winter solstice and then the lights, the nights will start uh, moving out so we'll get lighter nights and oh no oh we've got to, we don't have to worry about that yet do we i think you're we're, getting ahead of yourself a bit I'm getting ahead of myself. we don't have to worry about that so we've got nice dark nights at the moment and uh, hopefully they'll be crystal clear as well so the next evening december the first the moon lies below neptune but the thing about neptune of course is you actually do need binoculars or a small telescope for this um, because it's around about magnitude 7.8 so not too fainter than Vesta, but, you know, the moon will drown it out a little bit. So you use the moon, it'll be directly below Neptune in actual fact that evening. But the thing most people will actually notice is that bright planet to the upper left of the moon. It's also to the left of Neptune, and this is Jupiter. Now it has dominated the sky uh, for uh, the last few months. It has got a rival, and we'll come to that very shortly. But and then naked eye, it'll look like there's a bright star to the upper left of the moon. And that, in actual fact, is Jupiter. So check out Neptune first. Don't, don't, you know, poor, poor Neptune. So just because you've got a bright naked eye planet and the bright naked eye moon, don't ignore Neptune. Go and have a look at Neptune. And of course, if you use a telescope, you can try looking for Triton, the largest moon of Neptune as well. And I say the moonlight might cause a problem. And then on December the 2nd, the moon itself will lie to the left of Jupiter as well. So you get two nights where the moon moves either side of the giant planet. However, the 1st of December is very special because Mars, that's the second. It is actually pretty bright in the sky. It's at its brightest near enough. And so Mars is at its closest to the Earth on December the 1st. Now, it, it, there's no law to say it has to be actually when it's at its brightest. 
because that's a short while later and when it's at opposition. But this is when it's at its closest on December the 1st. When it's actually at opposition, that'll be next week and we'll cover that next week. But it, they don't have to coincide. There's no reason at all for them to coincide. So it just happens to be December the 1st, Mars is at its closest to the Earth and it lies amongst the, hill, or the horns of the bull, Taurus. So it's in a quite prominent constellation as well. Now, its size in a telescope, I mean, it, we, we always go, oh, yes, it's it's really good. So we're looking at a telescope, 17.2 arc seconds. Uh, hang on, did I say arc seconds? Yes, arc seconds. So it is still mm. fairly small, but that's still pretty good going for Mars because it can be pretty small in a telescope when it's at its furthest point. So, you know, this is a good time to get Mars and see any sort of subtle details on the surface. You do need to crank the magnification up and bear in mind, because I, I hear this a lot from people, I looked at Mars with my telescope, put the magnification up and it was just a blurry red blob. The problem we've got is the atmosphere. Now, you and me, AZ, we need it. So do our listeners. <laughs> Otherwise, we will not live for long. But if you don't have any atmosphere, you're not going to do much observing of anything at all. I know people like to complain about it getting in the way and messing about with your seeing, but you do need it to live. Exactly. And not only that sort of thing, you know, I mean, admittedly, if you had no atmosphere, it would be a really crystal black sky, but you'd be dead. So that wouldn't be much use yeah. at all sort of thing. So so the thing is, we, we have to contend with the atmosphere. And if the jet stream drifts over us as well, that wrecks the view. So it's not necessarily your telescope. You've got to bear that in mind. It could simply be the atmospheric conditions at the time. It's also down to make sure you let Mars get high enough in the sky to get away from all the haze down towards the horizon, because that's the important bit. You know, it could, if you start looking when it first rises, you're looking through a thicker part of the atmosphere. So the key is to let it get higher in the sky, seven o'clock onwards, sort of thing from the December the 1st. It'll be getting quite high. Uh, well worth having a look and see if you can see any subtle features on the surface itself. You will see the polar caps. So that's interesting. And the orientation of Mars this time is it's almost sort of like vertical to a sort of thing. You're sort of looking straight at it. So we're looking at the equatorial plane and we can see both poles. So have a look at the poles themselves. So they should be quite prominent and then look for the albedo features on Mars as well. So it, it, Mars will be the bright reddish star very easily spotted with the naked eye over in the east at about 7 p.m. And that will be when it's at its closest on December the 1st. I say not to coincide with the opposition. That's a slightly different thing, which we'll be covering next week. But this is Mars season. We always like to think so. This mm -hmm. is Mars. And the problem, of course, Mars in its orbit over the coming few years will actually, well, even though it reaches closest, roughly just under two years sort of thing, but it's getting further away at its closest point. So we'll see the disc shrinking. So, you know, this is the key to get it now. And you did mention uh, earlier there that uh, Mars has something called albedo features, um, which are, I believe, they're the, the sort of dark patches that you see across the Martian surface. Is that correct? That's right. And the, they, they do associate with some physical features on Mars, but to, not all. But to the lighter features are quite interesting because they're usually hazes in the atmosphere. And you can use um, various filters to bring out the features as well. So, you know, if you've got a, a, a fairly typical filter set with a range of colours in, then have a go and just, just compare the views, see what you see. Because blue filters tend to show the atmospheric hazes better, whereas the red filter brings out the dark albedo 
features on the surface of Mars better. So it's worth thinking about that if you've got a basic filter set to have a look at Mars. So the albedo features are the prominent ones. One of the most prominent is Certis Major. I always think it looks like Africa upside down sticking up. And if you see a sort of like a, a lighter mm. patch underneath it, that's usually the Hellas impact basin. So I always think that's amazing that we can actually see a huge impact basin visually. And of course, people like Damien Peach sort of thing um, and Pete Lawrence and Christopher Go, etc. Um, they've actually imaged craters. I mean, this is amazing. Craters yeah. on Mars. You can see quite a lot of details on Mars, even through a back garden telescope, um, which I always think is particularly amazing. And if you want to find out more about how to get the most out of Mars when it's at its closest approach, be sure to pick up the December issue of BBC Sky Night magazine, um, because we have a feature in there telling you how to go about doing that. And that's it for this week, then, as he sort of thing. We end on a high with Mars, mm. but it gets even more exciting next week. So we have to tune in then, won't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Just teasing there a little bit ahead of next week. And if you do want to make sure that you get next week's episode, please subscribe to the Star Diary podcast. But to summarise what we've got this week, it does definitely look like it's a great week if you want to do some planetary observing. We've got Saturn near the crescent moon um, on the 28th and 29th of November. I'll be going either side. And then on the 1st of December, we've actually got a trio of planets that'll be making their way across the sky. We've got Neptune and bright Jupiter close to the moon, and Mars will be making its closest approach. That's on the 1st of December. So thank you very much for telling us all about that today, Paul. It's a pleasure. If you want to find out even more spectacular sights that will be gracing the night sky throughout the month, be sure to pick up a copy of BBC Sky at Night magazine, where we have a 16-page pull-out sky guide with a full overview of everything worth looking up for. Whether you like to look at the moon, the planets, or the deep sky, whether you use binoculars, telescopes, or neither, our sky guide has got you covered with the detailed star charts to help you track your way across the night sky. From all of us here at BBC Sky at Night magazine, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Diary podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at skyatnightmagazine.com or head to Acast, iTunes or Spotify.